Hello everyone, it's Heather here at HGA Medium. My goodness, Mercury is in retrograde. Pluto went direct and Saturn went direct. About time. Have you been feeling it? The state of confusion, the state of chaos that is putting weight on your subconscious. It almost feels as though if you are sensitive to these energies that you you know exactly what you're supposed to do for yourself but you are in a state of just not being able to achieve balance is there a difference between knowing and feeling and if you are primarily a person who feels you know who caters a lot to the emotional body you need to be very careful as to what part of the three selves you are taking uh, cues from. All right. Ideally, we all want to connect with our higher self. That's the goal, right? Be in constant contact with your higher self. Every guided meditation you could ever look up has some part of it that connects to the higher self. So, what's going on? video that you are basically the a co-creator in your life and that is not to be egotistical in terms of uh, comparing yourself to divinity it's not like that but it's to understand that you indeed create your reality the way you perceive reality so what's the point of this podcast i'm going to read you a quick little passage The creator, God of the Bible, is limited God, and that he is subordinate to yet higher, limitless, and unknowable God, the Ensof. If you know your stuff, if uh, if you've studied magical practices, or very religious, or um, this is your religion, you know exactly where I pulled that text from what I just read. Let's give a minute for everybody to just to just to guess. Just take a second. We're talking about the God, the God of the Bible. I'm talking about the Old Testament. I'm talking about that aspect. If you understand yourself and you understand divinity through any religion, then you understand the exact role you play in your life. We find ourselves often, there will be periods in our lives where we're just at a loss and we are confused and we can't really remember why we're going through the things we are going through. Does it emotionally resonate with you? Every person, and I, and I truly do believe this, at some point in their life will question, why are you here? There have been times in my life where I've asked myself this question. There have been times in my life where I have literally sat at the edge of my bed, tears brimming on the surface, ready to fall. Why? 
why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this pain? Why am I the source of someone's pain? Why am I being used as a, you know, a platform for deceit and lies? Could be a unique perspective being that I am a woman. I am a woman of color. Or could it be the ideology that at some point all of us are the reason or the source of someone's pain? <gasps> what? Yep. Deal with it. Nobody truly, in my mind, intends to hurt the people they care about. There, there's, there's a lot of validity to that. No one consciously thinks of, ooh, I'm going to hurt someone that I love. Or something that I care about. Nobody does that. But sometimes, there are points in our lives where your efforts, your actions can be misconstrued in favor of a better, more scandalous reasoning, explanation to your behavior. Everyone in life has gone through this. If you think you haven't, you probably haven't, but you just weren't aware. There's been talk of spirituality being on the forefront. I've said it before. It's saying, you know, it's trending. But there are some, I would include myself in that category, who are trying to tell a lot of people it's not really a trend. I'd like to think a lot of people are trying to find other ways to be closer to God, to the Creator. Some people are used to the normal customs, like going to church, temple, mosque. Some people worship outside. They go outside and they let the, you know, they let the environment be that, you know, that channel, that connection to divinity, to the creator. Some people believe that being in service of others is another way to be closer to God. Cleanliness is next to godliness. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that quote. There's validity to that. One of the reasons why I am recording this podcast and why I am talking about creation and talking about getting closer to God to the creator. I'm saying God because most people, through my experience, refer to the almighty God, the God of the Bible, as God. But as somebody who is omnitheistic, I am a person who acknowledges gods and goddesses from other pantheons and other religions. Therefore, I refer to the creator as just that, the creator. Without him, we wouldn't have the gods and goddesses. I perceive him as masculine. I picture the creator as a loving father figure who understands so much more the plights of man. Why did I bring up astrology? We're talking about religion, we're talking about God, we're talking about ancient texts. Well, that's the thing. The writers of the Old Testament, the New Testament, and any religious text you can think of often looked up to the stars for answers. Indigenous tribes throughout the world, throughout history, still do, as they have then. If you have a moment at some point today, at night, go outside. If it's a clear night, look up. What stars do you see? What can you make out? Don't try to hurt yourself and, you know, immediately uh, go and, you know, try to figure out where all the constellations are because that all depends on the atmosphere, uh, your atmosphere of where you are at that in the state. So if you're like in a city, you're not really going to see the stars because there's light pollution. But if you are in a suburb or rural area and you don't really have light pollution, um, you can look up and actually They're the same constellations that our ancestors looked at. I want you to do that. Why? 
Because when we often look for answers, divine answers, we look up to the sky, Father Sky. After you looked at the stars for some time, what questions you felt come to the surface? One of the biggest ones is, why is this happening? Why is there harmful things in the world? Why is there poverty? Why is there discrimination? Why is there racism? Why are there these battles that seemingly get played on, you know, every news network, everything? Why is it? Why is it that the first thing that comes to mind and not the things you are grateful for? Everybody's familiar with the Star of David. It's actually called a hexagram if you wanted to bridge the science a little bit. When you think throughout history, all the battles that have been had in the name of God, you actually question bits and parts of it where is God truly involved? Is the creator truly involved in these battles? Does he know who I am? A lot of people feel that way. They don't talk about it though. You find yourself in a physical posture of prayer and worship and you wonder, are they listening? Whoever it is. A lot of people will say archangels. A lot of people go straight to the creator. We question all of these horrible things. And then we forget that we all have this ability to shift the perspective. One of the greatest gifts to ever receive, to exist, to be around, is the ideology of instead of focusing on what you lack, you need to focus on what you have to build upon what you have. Because if you focus on lack, you experience lack and you never know abundance. Now, I went out today. I went out today. I pretty much was I, I've been really just dealing with trying to attain adequate rest and at the same time trying to take care of my responsibilities and be there for all my clients and to provide services for people I've noticed that uh, a lot of people have been aggressive today as I go out very impatient they decided to be loud today. And I don't know exactly know why, because the norm is to be patient where I live. I've been picking up a lot of people honking and as if I'm an inconvenience to their path. And they're not understanding that, yes, I can respond. You know, of, of course I did. Some will say that I lost my temper on a road today, where I literally shouted to someone that this isn't a highway. You saw me backing out, you knew I was backing out, yet you proceeded to attempt to stop short and honk as if I was inconveniencing you. The people coming towards me knew I was backing out. I was already in the street, shifting gears. This person is looking for a problem. Why do people do that? world. The world does not revolve around you. If you think I acknowledge you as an equal to me in this context, I do not. Because the person who was equal to me was waiting for me to complete my turn. Because that person knew she's trying to get out. She's trying to accomplish a task. She's on the road just as I am. Her intention is not to harm, her intention is not to inconvenience, she has a right 
that I was backing out to get onto the road. I do that. Oddly enough, after I had yelled at her, I told her it's not a highway. A much angrier voice than I had. She proceeded to not get close to me and drive slower. Really, all that honking, all that noise, and you can't keep up pace. My goodness, you are inconsistent. less than 125 pounds, if I wanted to swing my weight around, I could have. How so? I could have put my car in park and make her literally drive around me and show her that in my mind, in that moment, I am more important than her. That's not the right way to go about it. But I'm catering to my ego. Now, ideally, I should have recorded her license plate and just let realize that that person's not well. Let me just... Take a gander and make sure that if I ever come across this person again, she does that again, then that pretty much tells me this person may have a problem with me. I'm a public psychic medium and woman of color. As much as I don't want to resort to this line of thinking, that is a reality in my life. <gasps> really? In the 21st century? You have no idea. It is a reality. I see it online. I've seen it in They don't realize that, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Why do they do that? And then, in the same breath, say that they're good people. Well, thou shalt not judge. It's literally in like every religion. But then later you uh, find texts that it's judgmental. What? What does this have to do with looking up to the stars? It's understanding that if I was that person, in my mind, and this is being very, very honest, I would have been like, oh, really? You had to back out now? Don't you know I'm hungry? I'm on my way. Whatever. Slow down. Take my little big ass pedal. There you go. Come on. Cock the wheel. You all have somewhere to go. But I wouldn't honk. I wouldn't alert her to my presence. I would understand that she has a right to be on the road. Even if it is, at that moment in time, all of five seconds, that is what is preached primarily in the Bible, in the Torah, in the Quran, in all of it. Is that level of patience and understanding. A lot of those books deal with law of cause and effect, karma. So, in many ways, that could elicit a type of fear. But it's not the fear of where you have to be this person that you aren't. But it's the fear to understand that if your intention is to cause harm, there is consequences to it. But I just said earlier that no one goes through life with the intention to cause harm. So therefore, it's an illogical fear. It's just a mere way of living, the way that we all should live. Now, I talked about, I mentioned Mercury was in retrograde. Pluto's direct and Saturn turned direct. Saturn turned direct, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday, which was October 10th. 10 10. Okay. Uh, in the tarot read, I received uh, the judgment card. And it had a lot to do with the fact that a cycle was ending. Basically, the cards were saying it, the planets were saying it, uh, astrology was saying it, numerology was saying it. 10 10. Every, we're closing up. 10. Okay. That's an end of cycle in the tarot. being 
self-guided towards now. For, for myself and many others, we have Samhain, Halloween, All Saints Day, All Souls Day is coming up all in November, October, end of October, beginning of November. We're all preparing for the American feast of Thanksgiving. All right. But it's really all preparation for the winter solstice. It's getting darker and darker earlier in the Northern Hemisphere. There's a fear of the dark, as if this notion is darkness equates to evil. Not always, not necessarily. Why did I read that little passage before? It's to understand that even in times of darkness, there is always a light. Rumi said you might be it. That you might be the light that you're seeking. Why is it that? Because I can tell you right now where I am at exclusively, it feels like a summer day. I can't explain it. It feels like a summer day. But there were some days where it was extremely cold and it felt like autumn. Why why is there this focus to get closer to divi- closer to divinity? One of the hardest things to understand is that there will come a point in your life where you're not going to understand something in in the context of religion. That happens to everybody. You question your faith. It happens. There has to be some event in your life that has you questioning your faith. That's normal. Your faith actually is supposed to evolve over time while the core basis of understanding is that you have allegiance to the creator, as in you have love in your heart for God. I'm going to read again from a book. This is going to explain a little bit about why certain things in history that even though we know we're wrong, are still in the subcurrent of our subconscious. And that has to do with indoctrination and being literally taught by your environment. And why everyone now is starting to realize, well, okay, well, that's not right. You're seeing that play out. You might be experiencing it yourself. The Christian treated magic as infernal, as an art of the devil taught by the devil. In every instance, the magic practiced by the non-Jews of Europe were deliberately blasphemous of the church. The magic of the non-Jew was a peon to the devil, and the practices were considered more effective the more obscenely they were performed. Magical powers were conferred onto the practitioner by the devil himself or his demons, and practically all the powers conferred can today be described within the context of psychopathology. What? What is that? You wouldn't have Christianity without Judaism, so let's have that baseline right there. You wouldn't have Judaism, Christianity, without paganism. That's reality. Okay, we're not going to have a debate on what came first and what came this. There's a lot of historians out there who are clapping their hands that said, finally, someone who's going to put in the science but still stick within the spirituality mindset. Notice that there was a focus on non-Jews. That was what was being said. Judaism, and people who are Jewish, are always associated with magic. Persecuted for thousands of years. Okay? Now, I'm not going to say some of the normal stereotypes that we hear, but you probably know them very well, or you may even believe some of them. Here's the part. It's because of their faith and understanding creation is why they get persecuted. They 
understand creation. Christians do too, so don't think I'm putting one in favor of the other. But it's to understand that they knew, literally, in the terms of spirituality, that we can now call science. They knew then. There was a time when they were the only ones who could do prayer, ritual work, and some might even say, within the pagan context, spell work. Because they knew the laws that well. They knew the laws of the universe. They knew it then. So. So what happened? Fear. Do you know that that is a real thing? The, The absence of having power. We all want to feel like a god in our lives. I'm telling you now, you are a co-creator. You actually do create how you experience your life, but you don't always control what directly happens to you in your life. Therefore, you're not God. What? (laughs) Anyone have a headache? I have a little bit of a headache. It's hard to explain it, but it's to understand that you are a co-creator of your life. You're subjected to the laws and the rules of the universe, just like anybody else, religious or not. Coincidentally enough, I'm an American citizen. The laws in my country coincide with the laws of the universe. Some people may look and say, well, wow, really? There's a reality to it. And one of the best parts, and I did cover it, um, was religious exemption on my video. I talked about religious exemption, that you can be exempt from certain practices that are going to, that an employer or a group of people, whomever, want to implement on you, that you disagree with spiritually, therefore you can claim religious, uh, religious exemption. Not within the context of organized religion, but in the context of your own spiritual beliefs. going to get into the science of, you know, of, you know, evolution and all of that. Um, we have a separation of church and state in this country for a reason. So I'm going to leave it there. What if you were told that you actually do know that the, the, you always hear innate wisdom being said in all the Oracle card books, even in some guidebooks for the tarot, even in the context of astrology and doing your natal chart, that that does come up. That's what it's in reference to. That you actually do know divinity. It's those moments in your life where you're not thinking of the self in the terms of what can I gain from this, but you're merely being in service for others, therefore you're in service of yourself. For do unto thy neighbor, insert law, you know, karma right there, whatever quote, whatever religion you believe in it's right there that's how you are in constant contact with divinity have, give yourself a moment to, I hope I don't have you questioning your religion, because I don't want you questioning your religion, depending on if it, if it has karma in it, the law, uh, basically the law of cause and effect, if it has it in it, then your religion indeed is safe in terms of being aligned with the laws of the universe. There are contradictions in every religion, okay? That is because they have been changed over time to suit the political movement that was going on in that time. Like I've said, a lot of people have suffered losses in the name of God, which creates uh, disputes. That is why you have groups of religions, uh, however similar they they may be, who now have this prejudice towards this other group because of what someone did a long time ago in the name of that God, even though it's in referencing to the true God, the Creator. You have the beliefs that you have for a reason. Okay? I grew up in a Catholic home. 
Right? I just want to just to make to make that distinction. Got into paganism at a very young uh, young age. My path towards paganism never really took me away from the Catholic Church, as some might say. That oh, she got you know pulled away from the safe, loving arms of Christianity, and she went to consort with something that had horns. Catholicism contradicted itself. It literally does. That's okay. In the Bible, I always like to say, is more of like a how-to, but not something you should take all the way to heart. Discretion and discernment. Now I sound like a pagan. That's the real reality. You think about when the Bible was written. The Torah, the Quran, all of it. I'm mainly focusing on the big three. Um, they were written a long time ago. Did they know that, you know, that we'd have cars with the sport button? Sport button. They know that, you know, we would have a $1,000 computer that acts as a phone. But really, we used to go on the internet. The phone is like, oh yeah, it does that too. I'm trying to showcase the fact that even though you may feel as though God is absent in your life, the Creator is absent in your life, He in fact is not. Because if He did create everything, and therefore you t- everything you touch here on the physical, right here, touching the couch, touching the railing, I'm startling the dog, all. The Creator is everywhere. Therefore, I'm never too far away from Him. So, if God is always close to you, if the Creator is always close to you, why do you know suffering? Why do you starters, you need to be able to tell the difference between good and bad. That's why we have them there. One of the biggest themes in all of these religions and all of these practices is to not covet thy neighbor. Jealousy. You've heard of the seven deadly sins. I'm not going to go into that. You know the seven virtues. A lot of it, some people are already thinking Chastity and taking a vow of celibacy and things like that. That I right now, you might have already seen that came up on my YouTube where I thought of that. A vow of celibacy, and I just want to clear this up. The way that it's understood in the context of spirituality is being mindful of that type of energy exchange. So I need you to do good. Understanding where you fit in in the grand design, the grand scheme of things. What happens when things get disruptive? Like we've had that. No recessions. Uh, what, what happened last year? The whole world shut down. My goodness, did we find out some truths about ourselves. People got divorced. Ugh shows you how little oblivious you are to the things that are in your foundation. What's in your foundation? I'm sure someone's sitting, you know, sitting there listening and like, what is this person talking about as if she knows God? And I love that part of God. 
good of all. of your personal life, your environment, your community, down to politics, is literally everyone minding someone else's business. That's supposed to. That's, that li- that's literally it. Everyone's saying, but what are you talking about? I, I, I'm a champion for civil rights issues. That's you telling everyone to stop minding everyone's business. That's how that works. Don't judge me because I, you know, can get a tan in under five minutes. That's, that's actually a lot of truth to that. I tan very quickly. Don't judge me because my partner is a man and I'm white. Of European descent, because I think you're mistaken. But that's really the, the, the origin of a lot of problems that we have. What we face in our day-to-day lives from the small scale to the big scale is the knowledge and the basis that we are minding someone else's business to our own ideals, to what life should be like for everyone, when in fact you don't know what's best for everyone because you actually aren't God. <laughs> Anyone have a headache? We're going to we're gonna have to take something. Everyone asks, where's God? What about those uh, those things of pro-choice, pro-life? I am going to get slightly political because it fits the conversation. Uh, pro-life, pro-choice, pro-gun, anti-gun, uh, all those things. Do you realize that either side of that, you can say conservative or liberal, you can say, you know, whatever, whatever you fit in, or someone who's in the middle, that they're actually the core beliefs in and of itself has strayed away from the founding fathers. And not only that, they contradict themselves. 
go ahead, say it. Tell me where, tell me, what is your political beliefs, uh, political beliefs so that I can no longer listen to your podcast? Because that's the excuse I'm going to use because what you're saying challenges my beliefs. Ooh. That's what happens. You find out someone's political beliefs and if they contradict yours, you don't want to hear what they have to say. They're not important to you and you won't talk to them. I just moved the couch with my leg. That's the part that annoys me. Do you know how many conservative uh, podcast uh, hosts I listen to? I listen to a lot, actually. How many liberal podcast hosts that I listen to? A lot also. Why? Because I need to know both sides to understand a whole picture. That's how I make an informed decision. So, where do you stand politically on this issue? Since you list them, you must be crazy. You're going to alienate so many people. No, I'm not. I am pro-choice. And I'm actually pro-gun. Why? Because I'm not stupid. (laughs) I'm not going to leave it that way. But I am saying, I am those things. Why? Because all of it involves someone minding their business. Mind your business. Her body, her choice. All about it. Who's got his choice? Here's the part where I go to the center. I need to know who he knows how to use the phone. Why? Because I need to trust that if I am next to you in an event that your services are needed, I need to know you're not going to misfire. And there you have it. Where do you live, lady? New York. Don't you know crimes, criminals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. Don't you know Texas doesn't have to deal with this? That's what everybody always says. The truth of the matter is, and this is a completely different argument, but I'm going to bring it up. Crimes exist due to class issues, warfare, poverty, all of those big issues that we've been aware of since since the day we were born. You're aware of it. The real issue to eliminate those types of those type of problems in modern day society is the money. You're talking about that's why they do it. That's that's really the main source of logical crime. Is survival. That's normal. That's why we don't want any crime. That is normal. That you have to address those issues. Are you saying that these people are a product of the environment? In some cases, yes. Are you saying that these people who do these crimes, they are incapable of learning? No. Why? They learned how to do that. You don't think they can pick up a book? You have a lot of faith, don't you? Yeah. Everybody loves a comeback story. Can I talk about it? He was successful, he had money. Yeah, and that's why everyone looked at him like, are you kidding me? You're so talented, you're so amazing, and then you do this? How dare we judge? We don't know his real story. We don't know what was going on in his head yet. We judged, and we celebrated when he came back and became, once more, in a grander scale, one of the biggest actors of all time. You just have to be willing to see it, wanting to know it, and not cater to your ego. What does this have to do with astrology? Like, like, tie it all in, because now I understand what you're saying. I'm following what you're saying. We're a big walking contradiction, right? Tell me you haven't done. 
many died? You were a kid once. That's one of the common threads that binds us all. to read one more passage. Here now, one of those three hierarchs, even the most glorious of them, because he was the created representative of God, the Son, commits high treason, revolts, lets his dark, proud will spirit out of his own center fly up on high above God. That's what happened. That is the source of so many conflicts and chaos and things that we don't understand. It's one person acting out of turn. One person or a group of people who share those ideologies or may have those same sufferings, some might say weaknesses, um, all together they felt the need to assert their dominance and their power in a way that was not necessary to show that they were important, but it was at the expense of someone else. That is the origin of conflict. And I'm telling you, conflicts like that, you can always go back in history and find that one person or that one event that was misconstrued that someone took on personally, the emotional body was tied to the ego, and there you have it. Huge conflict. What is the consequences of having a conflict like that? It, it kind of tugs at everybody. Well, who do you agree with? I agree with the person who said the highest good of all. But how can one person know the highest good of all? By minding our business. Eh? When situations like that happen throughout history... Everybody has an opinion. That's fine. You can have an opinion all you want. But when you try to pass off your opinion as a hard, proven fact, and you have people who may be naive, well, you just created a problem. That's gossip. That's really the source of another series of conflicts. is gossip. Speaking without knowing. And then there's the truth. The actual truth. The irrefutable truth. The truth that when you see it will give you two responses. Validation or you disown the truth because it does not cater to your ego. People who are like that are the source of conflicts. There are people that once they learn the truth, after believing something else, they go, oh, well, I need to evolve. So, looking at the stars after I've done giving you my whole my whole episode. This is this is about finding God in unusual places, finding the creator in unusual places. creator is everywhere he's in you he's in you he's in the trees he is in the rocks he is every celestial body you can point out in the sky he's in the very car you drive he's everywhere but come on tell us the good stuff how do you know you just do you feel it so i'm asking you to go outside at night and look out into the stars think about God. You can even go as far as to say as well. In complete humbleness to the actual creator, would I be directly involved in certain things? Would I be indirectly involved in certain things? Or would I let, or would I allow things play out to see what would his creation, creation, would do in certain situations, events, and circumstances, personal and on the grander scale? Kind of makes you uh, want to leave it to the people who uh, who are better at doing it. 
That's how I think. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to handle it. And I say that truthfully and humbly. Imagine? It's a lot of weight. When you partake in activities that you know that it was done, if it were done to you, would cause you harm or make you feel less than, you are truly moving in the absence of divinity. I've said this to someone. A truth stemming from the lie is an, uh, is an absence of the divine. You can quote me on it. Truths get revealed in lies all the time. But are you still going to hold the lie as the basic foundation of a belief? No. You learn the truth. It's supposed to negate the lie. It's supposed to cover up the lie. It's supposed to get rid of the lie. So what is the truth? The truth is, we are all meant to know happiness, joy, abundance, wealth, unconditional love in our life. Truth. It's how we go about it is what dictates our fate. But what is that? What is that? Well, you know, some people say there's a thing called destiny. That is your destiny. You can't climb you can't be in contact with your higher self if you still cater to ideologies and beliefs that if they were done to you limit your growth that is why I say the certain things that I say it's why I keep bringing up karma that was a big aspect in the previous cycle we were in was karma it was coming back. I was aware of it. I went through my life. Did I do anything harmful? No, I haven't. Did I do something negative? Yes, I forgot to clean up some urine from the dog. And guess what happened yesterday? I stepped in it. See? That's because I saw it multiple times and refused to clean it. No one else saw it, but then I saw it again when I stepped in it. That's on the small scale. I keep saying in all my videos, be authentic. Be honest. Get real with yourself. When you are honest with yourself, the good, the bad, you're telling whomever you believe in, whatever religious faith you follow, that I come to you humbly. I want to be better. I want to evolve better. I want to know success. I want to know all these things. And if you are engaging things that are negative and harmful, you're going to be asked to change. Were you ever asked to change? Oh, yes. I need to stop operating from fear. That was a recent thing. Never really operated from fear. I've had anxieties, but I never operated from fear until one point in my life I was, and it was not helping whatsoever. Do you experience fear now? Not in the way that you think. One of my biggest issues that I have is, is a type of martyrdom. That wasn't serving me well in the grand scale when I would constantly be of service of other people and being there constantly over and over again to the point that I depleted my resources, either energetically, spiritually, financially, uh, socially. I'm a bit antisocial now. Everything is an energy exchange and I'm aware of it. And if I'm not energetically ready to engage in a type of exchange, then I will find myself in a state of isolation. Not total isolation, where it's like I don't go outside for weeks on end. That's not it. I'm saying that I understand that I myself am not being able to put present the best image of myself. Therefore, I'm not going to take it out on other people. It's not your fault that I feel this way. That's not your problem. Therefore, my problems will not visit you. So are you saying the world's biggest conflicts will stem from people just accepting the truth and minding their business? You have no idea. Do I, would I like to think that? Of course. But it's so much more complicated than that. So let's keep it simple. Let's keep it down to your life and the things that affect you. Remember to always be honest with yourself and to understand that you are not perfect. You make mistakes. 
you understand that baseline alone, you give yourself permission to feel things that you may not want to feel, but you have to to understand them. One of the biggest parts about finding God, finding the Creator, no matter what you believe in, matter monotheistic polytheistic even atheists in some ways kind of a little bit just a little bit give me that validation if you are send me a message um, are looking for that type of acceptance um, just know that it can only come from within and not in the egotistical way you can't just be like well i go to church every sunday or i go to temple every saturday or i go to mosque every friday uh-uh. you have to be about it You have to, you know, if you talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. That's what a lot of priests, rabbis, uh, religious leaders really all are talking about. Is if you follow the book of God, then you must be in service of God. Of service to the Creator. So ask it. Ask the question. Are you HDA medium? Hi, Heather. Guess what? I'm listening. Oh, thank you. Leave a review. Um, you get a discount, future service. Shameless plug. Um, are you in service of the Creator? And I will tell you that I am. How so? You're an omnitheist. Religions have been fighting each other for what feels like forever. That's the absence of the Creator, and that's what a lot of people are picking up. That's why we don't judge. That's why I'm very proud to be an American. How egotistical of you. No, 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 no. It's the fact that I can. There's places where you can't. So be grateful. You could know that God is in everything and be in a place where you can't say that because you'll die. I say that. There's like the way I say it could be taken as humorous, but that's a real reality. That is still happening now. So I practice a sense of being humble and being grateful because I can have this podcast. I can drive. Ladies, don't forget, there was a time where we couldn't. That's why I drive so damn good. That was (laughs) self-serving. Everyone thinks they're a good driver. Can you say or name something? that led you to your belief, to understanding that the Creator was everywhere. Well, I sure call on um, on a lot of his sons in heaven. Little help. So that right there is validation. So obviously, if they exist, that means the Creator exists. You know, that, that was on, that's on a scientific level of like, well, you know, St. Gabriel. I call him a lot. And, you know, that kind of tells you something. So there's that. But what about a personal movement? Don't talk about your psychic medium stuff. What about you as the person, day-to-day life? Well, I'm going to leave it off here. There was a moment where I did a devotional to the goddess. Not any type of goddess specifically, but just in general. I was so moved by that experience, I started crying. When I went through certain series of events that were extreme injustice in its highest form, I was once again really in in a position where I understood that while certain things were occurring, divinity was not absent from my life. That 
indeed, while I felt like I was going through some of the most difficult stages of life, I was not alone. That I knew what I knew. I knew how I am. I went through something difficult. But it reaffirmed my faith, oddly enough. How so? Because I knew that there are certain things in life that are irrefutable. I can contradict many, what you could say, stereotypes or beliefs, prejudiced beliefs, just by simply speaking a belief that I have. How can you be so positive? How can you be so sure? Isn't that not egotistical, prideful, uh, sinful, if you want to go that far? Not necessarily. Being confident isn't sinful. It's using your confidence to dominate others to show that I am top dog, or I am top this, in this situation, in this context, in this way, to make you feel less than, to make you feel as you don't have any power, is when you are catering to that sin. Pride. Once you understand how everything truly works, you don't make mistakes. Someone could say that's an egotistical comment. No, you don't. Because if you really think that in every single aspect, you are literally controlling everything, you yourself, what you say goes, then you have no idea how it really works. I'm aware that I am not in direct control of everything that happens in my life. I'm very aware. And that is the part where you have to operate on faith. The part that everyone forgets. So let's go outside and look up the stars. Do you know that they were there long before you were even a thing? There are constants in your life. That's love should be one of them, unconditional love. Once you know unconditional love, then everything else, even if you understand it or not, you know that you'll survive it. But let's keep it real. Some people, <laughs> they don't survive it. Hello, last year. Yep. That's that faith part again, everybody. You gotta have faith in that too. Why? It was so painful. Oh my goodness, I'm well aware that faith again but it makes no logical sense it's not going to be logical sense no one predicted that the signs were there sure some people will argue about that you know to, you know, to their face turns blue but the signs were that they were there and we dealt with it was it the way everyone wanted no of course not but we did what we were told also had faith well, you know, you can't keep everything shut down forever. I'm a psychic medium. Do you understand that, like, seeing bodies, and, and forgive me if this gets people upset, but seeing that on the news, day in and day out, that's really upsetting. You know? It wasn't those people arguing uh, the validity of this of what was going on. I knew it was happening. Everyone knew it was happening. Some people uh, might have taken it as, you know, well, it's not happening to me, so therefore it's not real. Which those are the people who were like, uh, just wear a mask, just in case. I know that sounds a little mean, but yeah. But then there were some people who just had the ideology, uh, the smoker's ideology. I'm a smoker, so I can say it. You see, that's going to happen to them, but it's not going to happen to me. That's why we all smoke. We all know the dangers of smoking, yet we still smoke. And we all know that's a risk. Being real. Being transparent. Again, can you get back to God? Tell me, where was God through that? He was there. He saw it. He knows. He knows everything. You keep asking questions.
You have to have, you have to have faith. You really, you truly do. To get, to get by in life. I believe that. Some people, the people who are atheists have faith in the fact that they're atheists and they're scientific based. That, that's, you see, there's faith. See, faith everywhere. But to truly seek that alignment that everyone's always obsessing over, you see it in everything, soul alignment, kundalini rising, all that stuff, is to really understand yourself consciously, subconsciously. And to understand your three selves, your ego, your middle, and your higher self. Wait, there's more. You need to know your emotional body, your mental body, your spiritual body, your physical body. Doesn't happen overnight. If you work on it a little bit, every day, being the best you can be for yourself, then maybe you'll see things the way that others see things, people who are extremely devout. You see God everywhere. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate... Uh, all the positive feedback that I do receive and for everything, for the podcast for my services, all the reviews uh, my videos too um, of course I am saying I am taking appointments book a reading I have oracle cards $10 no matter what love, career, general all the month of October I love everybody hope everyone has a wonderful day